Hey there, this is Justin from Worst in the Industry. We have a lot of laughs on our show, and we get into some pretty heated topics, so it's important to remember that the views expressed by the hosts of Worst in the Industry are their own, and are in no way representations of the views held by the Planet Ant Podcast Network, or Planet Ant as an organization. Yell at us, not them. Thanks, and enjoy the show. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. It's such a good look, though, having a Tech Nine. It is. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a futuristic grease gun. It's. It does look like the grease gun that wasn't like slapdash put together and manufactured for three cents a pop. Yeah, it's like yeah. if the Soviets were into cyberpunk. That's what the Tech Nine looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and into fucking rounds that you can buy at a store. Yeah, it's like if a. <laughs> it's like if a. Get fifty four R at a Russian store. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where <laughs> I'm just gonna, just gonna go to the store and buy gonna, fucking seven six two fifty fours. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god, fifty four R. It's okay. This is alienating the audience. It's a hard ammunition to find. They used to sell it by the barrel, and now you can't buy it. It's, it's the same thing with Thanks these rifles Obama. that I'm still regretting that I didn't buy one of. It's all Barack Obama's fault, Justin. No, it's the Soviets' us. fault for not manufacturing enough 91 Yes, they should have no, made no, no. billions more They manufactured more a lot. No, they didn't. I didn't say a lot. They, Of course they manufactured a lot. We've been digging them out of fields in the Ukraine for fucking 110 years. It's. I didn't say they didn't make a lot. I said they didn't make enough. Yeah. Were you trying to arm every man, woman, and child in South Vietnam? What's going yes. on? Yes! yes. <laughs> I got it. Precisely. Guys, guys, hop in the time machine. I got a crate full of Chinese SKSs and no fucks left to give. We're going to Vietnam. Nah, we're not giving them. We're not giving them SKSs. They're getting Mosins. They're getting the gun that's unkillable. SK, it's the people's the gun. SKSs are actually pretty reliable. Even oh, I, I know they. I know they are. But Mosins are indestructible. It's. I mean, you give me slob shit any day of the week. Yeah, they make better guns. We can't. We can't, we can't start the show on this. He's not pretty, but will work. Much like daughter. It's fucking exact. Listen, she ain't gotta be the prettiest girl at the dance. I just need her to put out as soon as I ask her. She got bro- She has broad shoulders and slop pig many time day. She has broad shoulders and large she, breasts. She look, fat, a, she look a lot like me, but her mustache much thinner. Yes. And she her has... pussy big. And big. Fat. Slop over her <laughs> knees. Like someone staple gooseneck to waste. Look like look like curtains made of baloney. It's what? like let me explain. It's like if someone took kielbasa and they wrap around womanhood in funnel pattern is wild. Oh. Speaking of Christian dominionism. Speaking of sausage. <laughs> <laughs> worst in the industry absolutely the goddamn best segues in the world yep it's what i do it's what it's what they pay me for hey hi hello and welcome back once again to worst in the industry the show where this small cluster of schmucks uh who is all short a few beers of a full case uh, attempts to pour out our libations into the world and our libations are truth my name is justin st peter and i've been looking for an excuse to use the word libation in anything approaching casual conversation for about a year and a half now. <laughs> to my left. It's Colin Stanley. I look like if Meatloaf and Lemmy had one of those tragic transporter accidents you've been hearing so much about. Oh my to god, my his left. mouth has pigtails. Ah! Uh, <laughs> the handlebars. 
Uh, my name's Tyler, and, uh, I fucking hate televangelists so much that this might be a three-parter. What? Are you serious? Oh my god. Depends, depends on if we get to the end, and y'all wanna hear the TLDR on a couple people, or if you want me to do another episode. We're probably gonna want you to do it, let's pad out the recordings. Because I I haven't done, I haven't done Jim Baker, I haven't done Jerry Falwell, and oh, uh, we I gotta, haven't, we gotta haven't do, done Joel's. Yeah, we have to do. We have to do all of them. We it's... gotta do Jim and Tammy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Tammy Faye. My apologies to the Baker estate. Yeah, no, we're this. This is an absolute Backer. Bust. The Baker estate. <clears throat> so, we left off last week talking about how now religious organizations can buy as much airtime as they could want. So let's get into. Granville Oral Roberts. And yes, that is his real name. Well, call he me would... fucking Cheddar Stanley. Like, that's yeah, my real right? name. Well, fuck you. <laughs> he, would, he would drop the Granville and only go by Oral Roberts. Really? Granville was the problem? Yeah, Granville <laughs> was the problem, not Oral. People O-R-A-L. wouldn't stop laughing at me. Because <laughs> my name was Granville. They de- Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sure, buddy. Yeah, oral. oral. That's what they were laughing oh. at. Imagine you go through all the hassle of changing your name, but you God, got I'm the just, wrong name changed. I'm just happy that by his own belief, he's fucking in hell right now, sucking Satan's dick. But he would love that. Really? So That's incredibly specific. Ugh, Oral we're getting Roberts. There, Oral Roberts was born in 1918 in, some would call the breadbasket of the United States, the most culturally relevant place. Stop. Oklahoma. So. (laughs) Oklahoma. The wind comes sweeping down the plains. You didn't know the next words, did you, Justin? Absolutely fucking not. So, he was a part-time preacher in Oklahoma. Part-time. But he struck, yeah, part-time. Lord doesn't pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. He struggled to gain a following. But then he claimed that in 1947, when he was 29 years old, a Bible fell open to John, verse 2. Quote, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. The next day, he bought a Buick, and God appeared, directing him to heal the sick. Oh yeah! So, so I just I want to say that like I I don't know if there's anybody in the audience that has never seen a Bible before, but that was that was like two two sentences maybe Mm -hmm. maybe like one run on sentence, which is like that guarantee that took up like five percent of that page at the absolute Mm -hmm. most if this was like a large print Bible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, the, the yeah, fact that he's like, plan. it fell open to this. It's like, no, like you cherry picked this. Yeah, what do you have a fucking picture book of Bible? What the fuck, dude? Yeah, the Bible. For those of you, <laughs> so just familiar, one verse at a time. It's got like twenty five thousand pages. Yeah, Bible font is somewhere between shampoo bottle and bic lighter in terms of size. <laughs> so it's not easy to pick out one specific. Let alone if you're not if your Bible isn't like beat to shit. It probably doesn't just open when you drop it. It probably just closes or, like, crumples. It doesn't, like, fling open to a specific page as the Lord commands you to buy a poor man's Cadillac. Buicks were nice at the time. No, but this was a Buick's a nice car, but it is technically the poor man's Cadillac. It, it's, That's it's a Buick. The, yeah. It is now, but at the time, Buick and Cadillac were, like, one and the same, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Buick, 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 was, those are nice cars. Those are nice cars. Nowadays, it is definitely the poor man's well, Cadillac. They use, Even a lot of, they use all, like, the same parts as Cadillacs for the most uh, part. Uh, yeah, but, um, they're mostly designed in Germany, and now, uh, Cadillacs are mostly designed in China because they're mo- mainly made for the Chinese market. Mm. Um, Buicks are made for the American market because everything is engineered in Germany because we love German shit. Does that mean a Cadillac's tank never feels full, even when it is? <laughs> Ever, ever since God. Project Paperclip, America has loved German products. Hey, man, they got some great engineers over there. Couldn't so, engineer the Russians. 
Germany's yep. number one export real no, energy. No, they, 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 they out-engineered them. They did not out-produce them. <laughs> so, he started the Pentecostal Holiness Church and founded the Oral Roberts Evangelistic Association, where he would perform faith healing across the United States and claimed he could raise the dead. And I will reiterate my point. As he gives me his firstborn son. You take a child in your arms. Yep. A small mewling babe. Take take a Glock 9. <laughs> bang, right through the skull. If he brings him back from the dead, I'll, I will follow him like a fucking deadhead. I don't give a shit. So, he started a magazine in 1947, which was called Healing Waters, which promoted his uh his like tent revivalist meetings across the united states thousands of people would stand in line to see him throughout the coming years he would heal and i say that with big air quotes people on six continents and personally laid hands on over two million people now during this time he employed a tactic of getting money from people which is called seed faith which came to be a very popular way of convincing poor people to give way too much of their money so seed faith is telling people that your faith starts with a seed from matthew 17 20 (laughs) if you have faith as a mustard seed you will say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you and through this, he would tell people that whatever money that they would send him would be returned as a net positive from God. Let me quote from his website directly. It's a long one. It's a long one, but tells you everything you need to know. Read the whole thing, Tyler. <clears throat> Reading the whole fucking thing. Let me get a sip of this beer. Hold on. It's Miller time, baby. Get that lubrication. Ah. <sighs> Everything in life begins with a seed, God said in Genesis 8:22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. God gave his son Jesus as a seed for all mankind in order that he might bring through salvation vast multitudes of God's people to heaven, Hebrews 2:10. Seed faith is a term my father, Oral Roberts, used to refer to our giving as God a seed we sow and not a debt we owe. God has a plan for your needs to be met. When you sow your seed, give of your resources. You can expect that God sees your giving and will multiply back to you what you have given, just as he promises in his word, Luke 6.38. You can talk to God about your specific need as you give, trusting him and releasing your faith for that need to be met. Here are three major keys into exercising the principle of seed faith, giving and receiving, and seeing how it works in our lives. Number one, look to God as your source. He may meet our needs through other people, but they are just instruments. God is the one who meets your need. Put him first and he will supply and he will do in his way, not our way, and not depending on whether the economy is up or down. It boils down to trust and going along with God's agenda. His plan and his timetable, his biblical principles concerning giving and receiving. Wow, that's Guys, a whole give... lot of blind faith in, uh, number like, two. Oh, trust me. What do you mean number yeah. two? The number fucking, two. Oh, there's the three. The Lord is my financial advisor? What the fuck? Number Guys, two. don't worry. Christ has a fiduciary responsibility to me. <laughs> Give, give, number two, give first or seed for your miracle or need. You apply your faith as you give your seed. Seeds of whether you have to give time, talents, love, forgiveness, financial resources. And God causes the mountains of need in your life to move, Matthew 17, 20. If you're no longer giving out of a sense of an obligation to God as something owed, but you become a seed sower. You're giving God's opportunities to meet your need, and he, in turn, multiplies your seeds back to you in the form you need the most, Luke 6.38. Number three, 
My favorite one. <laughs> Expect a miracle. When you give <laughs> oh, or I thought sow that was your it. seeds of faith. <laughs> I thought faith. that was it. Number three. Expect a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> When you give or sow your seeds of faith, you are expecting to reap the benefits. Mark 11.24 Just as when the farmer plants his seeds, he doesn't just throw his seed on the ground and walk away. He (laughs) cultivates the ground and expects the harvest to grow. But the farmer has a due season for his harvest to come in. So trust God's perfect timing for your harvest. Expect him to multiply every seed you sow and to supply all your needs, just as he promised in Galatians 6, 9 and Philippians 4, 13. Galatians 6, 9. Sticky, icky, yeah. Sticky, icky, yeah. I just love, like, obviously we talk about it a lot in the show because a bunch of these people use, like, the Bible as justification for being, like, empty, hollow poop men as Justin perfectly coined last episode. Um, They're just like, all right, so I'm just going to control F through the Bible until the next time it says the word seed. Take a fragment of a sentence out of context and apply it to what I'm saying. When it's like the initial fucking line that he quotes isn't about money. They're saying, and it's not even about seeds. They're saying, hey, even if you have the tiniest amount of faith, yeah. it can, you can like it can make an actual real impact on your life. Having even a which small I believe amount of faith. it can. Which sure, yeah. If you believe in something and then and you follow through on those beliefs, you can change your life. Like, Richard Ramirez believed in chaos. Richard Ramirez. Look what he got. <laughs> Richard Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> he believed, right? But they're just like, but no, the seed, it's these fucking people. That's that's part of why I think conservatives are actually legitimately evil people. Because they have zero ability to interpret, like, things on, like, an abstract level. They don't have abstract thought or, like, ironic thought or, like, metaphoric thought. They can't think in symbols. They can only think in, like, exact, real truisms. Which is why if... In the Bible, it says seed. It means seed. Seed every time. Like, they can't... It, that's, like, literally, like, a part of being, like, a psychopath is you have a hard time thinking figuratively. Come on. Yep. Come on! So, I'm also going to quote Oral Roberts directly now. Ugh. How are we going to be able to hear him with all those dicks in his mouth? I was about to say. Hello, my name's Oral Roberts! <laughs> This one's coming out right the dome. Okay, let me, let me get let me get in the hall and let me get in the, the zone here. Get that okay, slime. Well, you are today. <laughs> All right. God is not looking. At, God is not looking at the oh, amount oh. you sow. He's looking at your heart, your motive, and your faith. No matter how little you think you have, sow it in joy and faith, expecting your seed to reap God's miracles. Uh, here's a here's another thing, listeners. Um, the seed faith uh, it netted him roughly about 120 million dollars a year. But also, like in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Think about Which what he's saying. About like, four times literally, let's now. let's translate what he's saying, Tyler. So, Tyler, you, can you repeat the line again? Exactly what he said. God is not looking at the amount you sow. He's looking at your heart, your motive, and your faith. So, right there, he's saying, hey, you can give money, even if you give a little bit of money. God's not going to be mad at you if you still give me money and it's not a lot. It's the heavy implication. Yep. No matter how little you think you have, sow it in joy and faith, expecting your seed to reap God's miracles. Then he's saying, just spend money. Spend money you know you don't have. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about spending money you know you don't have. And enjoy yourself. And, hey, just keep acting like you're going to get that money back and you'll be okay. Even though you know you didn't have it to spend to begin with. And even though you really can't afford to do this. Just pretend. This is literally what he's saying. Like, he's just sow it and enjoy. It's like, people always forget, like, the line, God helps those who help themselves, which I don't even think is in the Bible. 
But like the whole point is that like now it's not. You're supposed you're like the whole point of Christianity is you're supposed to just like go about your daily life, help as many people as you can, and then just do that and not expect a reward or expect a return or anything. That's the whole point. And he's taking that like that seed and he's using it to go, yeah, don't expect anything in return. Give me money. Don't expect anything in return. Mm-hmm. It's well, it expect something unexpected. <laughs> expect something miraculous. Well, it's never gonna fucking happen. If you didn't get enough yep. money, it's just because it's not God's chosen season. Yeah, you know, it's God's your harvest hasn't timing. come in yet. Exactly. It's perfect, perfect timing. Time. Yeah, perfect. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. So, in 1963, he started the Oral Roberts University, where students were required to sign honor codes to not drink, smoke, or engage in premarital sexual activities. Um, fun fact. Joel Osteen went there. Yep. Why, yep. Why is blowjob class mandatory? Why is blowjob class mandatory and only takes place in the professor's office? Yep. I mean, I'd want that. I'd want that cute little fuck to blow me too. Joel, it's, oh yeah, Joel, as Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen you, as a as a wide eyed sociopathic twenty year old. You you want Martin Short pretending to be Tim Allen to fucking oh. blow you? <laughs> Oh, he is the. That's what Joel Osteen looks like. He looks like Martin Short pretending to be Tim Allen. I always thought he looked kind of like an alien because he's got those big eyes. He does have huge eyes. And his face is like. I know it's not actually hairless, but his face is so, like, long that, like, his eyebrows look thin. And he he looks like a gray. He looks like a, a alien human hybrid. It's, he's also well, he, got, like, the same haircut as I do when I don't cut my hair for six months. No, you don't look like the guy from Eraserhead or Kramer. I absolutely do. It's I'm going to send you a fucking picture in the morning with my hair standing seven inches up off my head. I've seen it, and it's not that bad. It's pretty fucking bad, Tom. You're my handsome friend, and I won't let you talk about my handsome friend that way. I didn't say it was a bad thing. You're the handsome friend in our friend group. You're the only one who gets to be handsome. Tell him, Tyler. You're the only one that gets to be handsome. Stop it. So. (laughs) Perfect time. Things things kept rolling through the 1900s for Oral. He was making a fuck ton of money. (laughs) I know. You like that one? Oh, man. The 70s. They were a wild time. What can I tell you? Yeah. So, uh, he was making a shit ton of money and nobody was stopping him. Uh, His television show abundant life was a huge success but as all things do he started getting a little bit too big for his britches 1977 he claimed that he had a vision of a 900 foot tall jesus who told him to build the city of faith medical and research center this only lasted for eight years before closing uh and they emphasized treating the whole person spirit mind and body oh boy so they boiled a lot of people alive in there. It sounds like conversion yep. therapy to me. In 1983, he said that Jesus appeared to him in person Again. and commissioned him to develop a cure for cancer. How'd that go? Was this a kaiju Jesus again, or was this normal Jesus? Did we? I think this was normal we Jesus. We step back. Why would you... So here's the thing, Christian. He started off too big. 900 Here, here's the thing, Bob. Spiritual cowards, a.k.a. Christians. Why do you... Why does a giant Jesus appear and then a small Jesus appear? Sounds like maybe the whole thing was bullshit. Hmm. Imagine that. 1986, he said that at a he said at a Dallas convention center that he needed to raise eight million dollars by the end of the year or he would die. <laughs> when that didn't happen, in January 1987, during fundraising right? drive, he appeared to his TV audience and said that if he did not raise eight million dollars by that m- March, God would quote call him home. He did end up getting nine point one million dollars by March. So luckily, he lived on. Saying so I'm sorry, how desperately. He, like I'm sorry to interrupt, but like he's just saying that God, like if he doesn't get nine million dollars for his own pocket. God's just gonna fucking like pluck him from the earth. Yeah, he's like doing, that. What in the same, actual fuck? He's doing the same thing that that some boyfriends do when they go like, "If you ever leave me, I'll kill myself." <laughs> but he's doing it to like 
thousands of people. Oh, yeah. And I like that he was in Dallas. When was he in Dallas? November 1963. Did he ever give a oh, reason? Oh, wait. Was, was, he, was, oh was there God. an explanation? Tyler, Tyler. No, there wasn't an explanation. Was he in Dallas but, oh, in 1963? This, wasn't, this was in 1986. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Oh. I could add I could add another fucking string and picture on my pegboard. Oral <laughs> on his badge, man. I think you can put Oral Robert a picture of him he's, on there with a question there. mark. He's he's, he's connected. Not he's not yeah. I haven't connected him to the central string that's on the Bush family, but I I'll put him off to the side for now. Oh, the next guy the next guy will connect to the Bush family. Oh, I bet he will. Was he in Boy. Dallas on November nineteen eighty three? So uh I'm dying. Uh, Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> so luckily, thank thank our lucky stars that he lived on. Constantly saying how desperately he needs money while wearing Italian silk suits, gold bracelets, diamond rings, and any time he was going to be photographed, demanded to be airbrushed. <laughs> when like his hospital closed, really hurting for money. Oh yeah, when his hospital closed, uh he was forced to sell two of two of his vacation homes in Palm Springs and Beverly Hills, and three of his Mercedes. Womp womp. I feel bad for this guy. He had to get rid of two of his vacation Only homes. Only three of two, his Mercedes? Two of his two, vacation homes? Two of his vacation homes. I bet he only had homes. six or seven left. Yeah. Uh, other piece of shit in front of the show, John Lennon wrote to Oral Roberts <laughs> in 1972. <laughs> woman abuser and friend of the podcast wrote wrote to oral roberts in 1972 asking for forgiveness for saying the beatles were more popular than jesus and asked him to explain to me what christianity can do for him uh to end my segment on oral roberts he died after suffering for weeks with pneumonia good fucking riddance thank god fucking riddance to end my topic in subject and section on John Lennon, he deserved to get shot to death in that alley. And I wish it had lasted longer and he'd hurt more. Uh, and to end my little thing on uh, Oral Roberts, uh, fellatio. Fellatio. <laughs> Good one. Thank you. Uh, actually, you can't get I'm rid gonna, of me. I'm gonna, end, uh, I'm gonna end with another quote from Mr. Roberts. Remember, only what you give God can multiply back. If you give nothing, if even God were to multiply it, it would still be nothing. That's basic math. My name is <laughs> basic math. My name's Oral Roberts. Now, when you divide just math. quick maths, quick maths. When you multiply he was the first maths. zero. He was the first quick maths rapper. The quick maths, quick maths. rapper. It's that. That's. I love it. He's that's that's just arithmetic now, folks. If you put a hundred dollars in the envelope and you send me the hundred dollars, then I'll have a hundred dollars. That's quick math. Even. Yep. Even God can't change the arithmetic. Even God, do you think God could make an arithmetic so heavy even he couldn't lift it? Uh, According so, to Oral Roberts, yes. And that's the concept Roberts. of zero. It's the concept now. of zero. <laughs> now, so, so Oral Roberts, Oral Roberts was the, uh, he was the play of pretzel bites at the bar you're at currently. Oh, uh, now, he, he was the pretzel bites in the fondue? Yeah, he was the pretzel bites in the fond. Oh, he's an abby. And now, now we're getting to the the fucking the main course, the burger with the fucking with the barbecue sauce and the bacon. There's an onion ring on it. And there's an onion ring on it, and there's some cream cheese in there. We it's take fucking great. Can we take the bacon off a of mouth pork? Can we? Can we put on like no. turkey bacon? No, wrong. What F minus. Yeah, no. So, Marion. <laughs> I'm getting crazy on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Marion Gordon Robertson was born in 1930 to a very wealthy political family. His father, Absalom Willis Robertson. It's a fucking badass name. Absalom uh, no. Willis Robertson. Absalom. Oh, not going to think he's badass. He was a uh, senator and he was a Dixiecrat. Should have killed him. Oh. Shot him to death with a gun. Yep. Can't have that. Um, so yes, you can. He's dead. Marion Gor- Gordon Robertson would go on to be referred to as Pat, and the reason why is because when he was a baby, his older brother liked to pat on his cheeks, and he would say Pat, 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 and it just kind of stuck. 
It's, oh, I thought it was because Marion Gordon was a little bit of a fucking mouthful. He also thought that Marion was too feminine and M. Roberts was too pompous. Is Pat Roberts? Pat Roberts in his soul life, so I'll take it back. Never mind. Barely. Yes, barely. Barely. Hopefully, we don't have to say that he's barely alive for too much longer. Yep. So. That's ambiguous uh, enough. We can keep it in the show. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> he. Allow, so he I'll went allow. to. He went to college and graduated with a bachelor's degree in history and joined the Sigma Alpha Epsilon fraternity, claiming that, quote, Although I worked hard at my studies, my real major centered around lovely young ladies who attended the nearby girls' school. After college, <laughs> the draft was reinstated, and he was given the choice to join the Marines or get drafted into the Army. He chose to join the Marines. On his website, it says... I ended up at the headquarters command of the 1st Marine Division. The division was in combat in the hot and dusty, then bitterly cold portion of the North Korea, just above the 38th parallel, later identified as the Punch Bowl and Heartbreak Ridge. For that service in the Korean War, the Marine Corps awarded me with three battle stars for action against the enemy. Funny thing, turns out, uh, through Republican Congressman Pete McCloskey Jr., uh, who served with him, wrote a public letter saying that he spent most of his time in an office in Japan. Robertson was a liquor officer. Robertson <laughs> responded with a $35 million libel lawsuit, but the case was dropped before it went to trial and Robertson paid Pete's court costs. Um, <laughs> so what Nothing a says guilty like doesn't even take it to trial. Dude, yep, so, he was um, doing what the happened? same shit as Dennis Rader. He was just in Japan the whole time yep. pretending he was fighting. What happened is McCloskey and um, Pat Robertson were on the same ship. And then one day, uh, Pat Robertson just kind of, like, disappeared. And people were like, what happened to him? And they're like, oh, yeah, his dad's a senator. He got sent to do desk duty. We need yeah. to send more... Well, it's if only. If only we had some sort of, like, very like perennially relevant song that described how the children of privilege often don't have to bear the brunt of uh you know among other things military service that uh, uh killing in the name by rage against the machine uh that's one i was thinking Do you of know the song because it ain't me it ain't me i ain't no pat robinson <laughs> so um Keep in mind, this is still on his website to this day, claiming that he has uh, three uh, battle stars when he does not. And listen, I'm not for the military, but like doing it, that kind of shit makes you a real piece of garbage. Hey Pat, why don't it's you? It's also prove like it? easily verifiable. Yeah. Hey Pat, where are those? Hey, no, no, no. I, oh, I don't mean my that. My grandkids threw them off the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Chip. <laughs> it, please, baby Jesus, help heal Chip's leg. It's starting to smell terrible. Dogs are licking at it. Here's here's how you prove whether or not Pat Robertson has three battle battle stars. You fucking go up Fight to him. You go up Fight to him, him on the yeah. You go up to him on the fucking set of Seven Hundred Club. And you go, hey, hey Pat, hey yeah. Pat, why, why why don't you show me those stars, old man? And you take your shirt off. Fight. Fight ninety-one year old Pat Robinson, and then you go, I'm Ben Ben Roethlisberger, former quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm gonna take this out of your ass, Pat. (laughs) Pat Robinson doesn't have a fat head, now does he? (laughs) You just fucking creeping. Why? Why? Why are you framing a former Pittsburgh Steeler for murder? Well, I don't know. Why would Ben Roethlisberger do that? He's a rapist, anyway. Exactly. Don't like him. I'm not in any way attracted to Pat Robertson, but if there were a way, if there were a way to convince him to have sex with me, but for him to still regret it the whole time, I would do that. Why would he regret it? You give because, hell a dick. I, no, I would do a bad job, and I would make sure only I felt. <laughs> oh, you, you, you would purposefully 
I'd fuck bad. him bad. I'd fuck bad on purpose. Because that, that, you know, they don't say it. But when you're good enough at sex, you can fuck bad on purpose. It's like when you drop the difficulty in a video game. You go, so mm. I'm constantly living on at, at, you know, veteran difficulty. I would like to fuck Pat Robertson bad. <laughs> All right. So, so Pat Robertson. <laughs> yes, please carry on. Um, he oh, tried to run for president in 1988. I'll show you a 700 club. Uh, challenge. <laughs> More like the 69 club. <laughs> so. More like the 666 club. <laughs> so, um, he ran for president in the 1988 election, challenging the incumbent VP George H.W. Bush. He ran on the typical conservative platform. Uh, he wanted to ban porn, uh, reform the education system. I'll let you guess in which way. Uh, and he wanted to eliminate the Department of Education and the Department of Energy? Yeah. He's just like, fuck producing power. Wait, where's Pat Robertson from? Uh, what state? Where was he born? I think it was Virginia. If he's from yep. West Virginia or Virginia, that makes a Virginia. lot of sense. Um, they're big coal states, and the Department mm, yep. of Energy regulates the coal industry, and was has been like trying to phase out coal for a long time. So yes, that would make sense why they want to get rid of the Department of Energy and the Department of Education. To you know what, Virginia needs more coal and less school. If I know anything about the Virginias, it's those two things. He would actually go on to get second place in the Iowa caucus, and he won the Washington caucus. Um, but he didn't have enough delegates, and in the 1988 uh, Republican National Convention, he told his remaining supporters to cast their votes for Bush. And in 1991, he published a book. Published a book. You know what it's called? Oh, what's it called, Bumberg? The The New World Order. And I, you can guess Buzzword! what's going to be in this book. Is it Episcopalian the- professor of theology Ephraim Radner said... Quote, in his published writings, especially his 1991 book, The New World Order, Pat Robertson has propagated theories about a worldwide Jewish conspiracy. Michael Land raised the issue in the February The New York Times Book Review, and in April, Jacob Helleburn, writing The New York Times Review of Books, cited chapter and verse of Robertson's borrowings from well-known anti-Semitic works, such as... The Protocol of the, 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 the Elders of Zion. Protocol... I feel like at this point we owe credits to whoever wrote that because the, the amount of times it's referenced on the podcast. I feel mm-hmm. like we just we cite our sources so often. That <laughs> I feel like the most cited thing in this is Protocols of the Elders of Zion because we mention it a lot because it comes up a lot. It's uh, almost like everybody who makes a lot of money and accumulates wealth um, is prone to being such a shitty person that they need a whole pamphlet to explain how to be worse. Yep. Um, so, I'm going to read you a quote from uh, The New World Order. I really wish you didn't. Quote, the media challenged me. You're not going to bring atheists into the government. How dare you maintain that those who believe in the Judeo-Christian values are better qualified to govern than Hindus and Muslims? My simple answer is yes, they are. Okay, can we just rewind again? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Judeo-Christian values. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Yeah. What are they? Mm, well, not reading the Bible, but saying... read the Bible. Reading the Bible, but saying when something makes you uncomfortable, say that the Bible's against it. There's no such thing as Judeo-Christian values. They don't exist. Um, there's, there's literally... It's a nonsense term. Mm-hmm. It's like saying dairy-free cheese. It's fucking no. It's not how this works. It's not cheese. It's, Stop saying it's, it's cheese. Hey, guess what? If you're Jewish, you're by default not Christian. And if you're Christian, you are by default not Jewish. There aren't quote-unquote shared values there that aren't also shared in Islam. Like, yeah. I, they're, they're making like up shared nothing. human values. Yeah, yeah. they're basically, right. yeah. it's a it's a very easy way to say white. It's, yeah. these are white values. 
but I can't say white anymore because we killed enough black people publicly that people will think I'm racist. So instead of doing that, I will say Judeo-Christian now. Yep. Word up to Ben Shapiro. Because you can't. It's because you can't say Aryan anymore, Colin. It's because Ben Shapiro is a little cuck, and he deserves yep. to watch somebody fuck his sister. I'm still. I am still waiting for his oh, response his to my challenge to a boxing match. I know match. you would fuck his sister, and yes, you should box him while Justin fucks his sister in the suite. Fuck yeah! Get, no, I'm doing it in the ring. I'll, I'll get the sloppy <laughs> Do it in the ring. I'm, I'm making him watch. Oh, because Ben Shapiro's so small that they don't need the whole ring to box. God, yeah, and also he's would, not going to be I able would, to see over the ropes into the sweep. I would love to punch him in the fucking face. I would love to watch Justin fucking just bottom out and Abby Shapiro while you fucking give Ben Shapiro brain damage. <laughs> he's already got it. So, um, oh. the only thing that Pat Robertson loves more than Christian dominionism is uh, bankrolling African dictators. Uh, oh, boy. That's such a great hobby for, you know, a supposed Christian to have. Yep. Um, so in 1994, after the Rwandan genocide, he got donations to his organization called, quote, Operation Blessing International to provide medical supplies to neighboring Zaire, which is now Congo, uh, where Pat had a diamond mining deal with dictator Motubu Sese Siku. I think I said that right. And if I didn't, I apologize. To the dictator? Uh, according... No, I apologize to people that speak have Congolese. Name, that speak Congolese and have names that are hard to pronounce. Um, according to two pilots who were part of the, uh, the the airplane campaigns to bring these medical supplies over there, no medical supplies were flown in the charity, and it was used to fly in diamond mining equipment. What about the people uh, that they have they have medical necessity for diamonds? Oh yeah, like, Pat like, like Pat Robertson. Pat Robertson, yeah. if he would have died decades ago without his daily infusions of diamond liquid. Mm-hmm. Liquid diamond. So liquid di much like Dan Aykroyd's vodka, it's triple filtered through diamonds. Triple diamond yep. filter. Through diamonds. Diamond. So what um, does that fucking mean? That's what my dialysis machine does. It triple filters my blood through diamonds. <laughs> diamonds don't absorb it. Through diamonds. You yeah, filter it. They they're not. It, they don't. It's not there. They're absorb. They're catching. They're catching all the debris. No, that's oh, not how sure that works. Well, don't you know diamonds? They got little hands. They got little grabbers on. Them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Di every diamond yeah, has tiny little hands, hands, and they use it to grab they contaminants have, have out of Dan Aykroyd's shitty fucking body. Mm -hmm. So, he also had business dealings with Liberian President Charles Taylor. No, no. Interesting. Where he had a multi-million-dollar gold mining operation personally. Personally. Uh, Charles Charles Taylor was captured due to his crimes against humanity. Robertson criticized George W. Bush at the time of, quote, undermining a Christian Baptist president to bring in Muslim rebels to take over the country. And at the time, his buddy, friend of the pod, Charles Taylor, was harboring Al-Qaeda operations. Why are you just <laughs> throwing, that, you're throwing that term around real fucking I loosely? I feel like we don't have this many friends. Neither of friend us of the pod, Ben We are each other's friends. Friend of the pod, Charles Taylor. Friend of the pod, so, Leo uh, Charles Taylor... Charles Taylor were harboring Al-Qaeda operatives who were funder funding operations through illegal gold and diamond trade. Yeah, great. I wonder on who accounted uh, for a good chunk of that money. Uh-huh. On February 4th, 2010, at his war crimes trial at the Hog. Hague. Or Hague, sorry, the Hague. The Hog. Come on down to the Hog. On February 4th, 2010, at his war crimes trial at the Hague, Taylor testified that Robertson was his main political ally in the United States and that he had volunteered to make Liberia's case before the U.S. administration officials in exchange for concessions to Robertson's Freedom Gold Limited, to which Taylor gave a contract to mine gold in southeast Liberia. Did, did Pat yeah. Robertson ever come through for this guy? Nope. <laughs> Left him to die like a bitch. Mm, um, like a good catfish. Fair weather friends. So, uh, during the week after 9-11, he was talking with Jerry Falwell, who we will get to in part Tyler, three. you have such a way of describing the timeline events. Last episode, it was two weeks after Crystal knocked. This, this time, it's one week after 9-11. Like, these are the, the, these are the moments that stick out in Tyler's mind. Crystal knocked 9-11. <laughs> it's easy so. the important markers that we need to hit along the way. 
So um, when he was talking with Jerry Falwell on the 700 Club, Jerry Falwell said, The ACLU has to take a lot of blame for this, in addition to the pagans, the abortionists, and the feminists, and the gays, and the lesbians, who have helped the terror attacks of September 11th happen. Robertson replied, I totally concur. It's, I love, the just this, this fucking one after another, bang, 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 bang list of like, it's their fault, it's their fault, it's their fault, it's their fault. It's the typical fascist bullshit of blame the other for everything. Oh, oh my you know, god, it really... And they have so many others. You know, like, that's... It's all they yeah. do is create others. Uh, you know what? They're 100% right. Obviously, obviously, it was the gay obviously, agenda it was ACLU. that was trading. It was the ACLU. It was, the ACLU was trading all, that, all those guns and money for heroin. It was the gay agenda to give money to the Taliban. It was... It was the... It was the... It was the abortionists... Who thought it would be a good idea to, and I quote, bomb Iraq into the Stone Age uh, in the fucking 80s. Sure. Yes. Definitely. It's the left's fault. It's the liberals' fault. That's that's why there was a fucking attack on the World Trade Center. That's why. Colin, not because not we set it up and we let mm, we let it happen. Now you're thinking. Now you're thinking. Now it's, you're thinking. You're thinking okay? about it. Don't think about it. Uh, Colin, it can't, it can't be... <laughs> The gay agenda, it happened way too early in the morning. They were still at brunch. I, God damn I'm gonna it. Go home. I'm going to chew through a frag grenade. I love, that was actually a very good one. I fucking hate you. It couldn't be I hate gays. you too. I'm, my brain is melting in real time, and you're giving me zingers. So, uh, he also claimed on the 700 Club that Hurricane Katrina was God's punishment for America's abortion policy and that 9-11 and Katrina could be connected. It's somehow. Louisiana. <laughs> they don't even have counties because of how religious they are. They call them parishes. That, yeah. It's Louisiana. It's like one I of like the most how... religious fucking states in the country. I like how even he says they can be connected somehow. Like he's like, but yeah, I'm not gonna work. I'm not willing this. to put. I'm not willing to put the yarn between these two points. I'm not willing I'm to just open say. a Bible or pretend to read. It's so much of the bullshit that these guys spew is just. I'm just saying. I'm just asking. I'm just questions. asking questions. I love telling they, people. I'm just asking. They questions. are. T they're Alex Jonesing the fuck out of it. Yeah. So they're literal um, vampire pot-bellied goblins. Yep. So he also uh, said that Haiti deserved their 2010 earthquake for rebelling against the French slave owners and called the Haitian people cursed. Oh my God! He's bringing up fucking hundred-year-old bullshit about yeah. that. He's he, wait wait. He's saying that they're cursed because they didn't want to be slaves anymore. That's what he's mm -hmm. just said. He's yeah. saying that so the he's Haitian, saying that the Haitian that God people wanted them to be slaves. The Haitian people are cursed because they fought against being owned. Also, yeah. if you want to hear a really cucked thing, the Haitian Haiti paid reparations to France. Did you guys know mm -hmm. that that they paid mm -hmm. them back for all the quote unquote property that they stole when they you know made sure that people couldn't be owned anymore and this fucking limp dick virginian shithead is coming to me like a goddamn half pint george washington saying that i me the people of haiti are cursed for not wanting to be slaves mm -hmm. so personally offended let me now go into some of his failed predictions all of them. I love shitty prophecy. <laughs> when prophecy fails. Yeah, every time? It's a great book. You should watch it. You should read it. On May on May 19th, 1982, on the broadcast of The 700 Club, Robertson stated, quote, I guarantee you by the fall of 1982, there's going to be a judgment on the world. Uh, in January 2004, Robertson told God, or said that God told him that President Bush would be re-elected in a blowout. Read said, my lips. I, I think George Bush is going to win in a walk, Robertson told viewers on his 700 program. I really believe I'm hearing from the Lord. It's about to be a blowout election in 2004. It's shaping up that way. Bush did win, but not by a landslide. Um, he only won the electoral vote by like 14%. And only um, because his family is 
uh, tied in with the deep state and also a real life Satan. Yep. Um, he also said that, uh, let's see here, on the January 2nd, 2007 broadcast of the 700 Club, um, Robertson said that God spoke to him and told, them, told him that mass killings were going to come in 2007 due to a terrorist attack on the United States. He added, the Lord didn't say nuclear, but I do believe it will be something like that. When a terrorist attack failed to happen in 2007, Robertson said in January 2008, All I can think is that somehow the people of God prayed and God in his mercy spared us. Oh, man. It yeah, because is... God's, God's known for just changing his fucking mind at the last minute. Yep. I, the thing and... that keeps sticking out to me is just that, like, we, the three of us, we would have to work so hard. We'd have to work so fucking hard to be like if if we made a prediction and it didn't come true we'd either have to immediately cop to it or we'd have to work like tirelessly to explain how we were wrong and this guy is just like well i guess you did it folks <laughs> like Give me more money. Good for you. That that yes. level of just like I won't say I was wrong, and I also won't work hard to convince you that I wasn't wrong. Like that level yep. of just being a lazy fuck makes me boil with anger. Like my skin is vibrating. Yep. Um, he also claimed that God told him that Mitt Romney would win <laughs> and would be a two-term president. Nice that job, didn't cuck, happen. You fucking loser. That's that's what um, you get for putting all your fucking money on a Mormon. They let you down every time. Ask now, the was challenger. It, was it his God also, or was it Mormon God? If you was it <laughs> who told him? So, so on the, uh, in two thousand eight, um, this is the one that he really like sticks to and claims like my prophecies are always right. Look at this. He said in January two thousand eight that uh, he predicted a recession would occur in the United States that would be followed by a stock market crash in 2010. It would have already... Uh, exactly. That's the thing. Is it had already started going downhill, and a dude that is worth $500 million, of course he's going to fucking know that that's Yeah, he's got coming. like six guys saying like, you need to short the housing market. You need to short yep. the fucking housing market, Pat. Yep. On October 20th, 2020... Pat Robertson said, but first of all, I want to say that without question, Trump is going to win the election. Uh, as we all know what happened. Yeah, he uh, lost. He also said he there would be assassination attempts against Trump. I wish. And later, an asteroid would hit and destroy Earth. I wish. When? I wish. When is it, Pat? Like, come on. Big rock when, When's the Pat? asteroid, Pat? Big rock when? He also... He also said that, uh, Trump running again in 2024 would be a mistake. <laughs> And offered Nikki Haley just, as an alternative. What the fuck? Backpedaling. Nikki, just they, fucking they, backpedaling. They do not have the kind of fucking juice that is required. I've said it on the show before, and I'll say it again. Donald Trump has a very specific kind of confidence and charisma that works well with the American people because of how. No, it does because he's mean. because he's he's mean. he's mean, and his fucking supporters are bloodthirsty as shit. I'm bloodthirsty. I did it. But. But they, they are bloodthirsty, and he says the same exact things that they want to hear, so it works out. I, That's the thing. I don't, is it's not, I don't... It is not a leader leading people anymore. It is a leader following what the people want. Yeah, but I mean, that, well, I don't know if that's true. But that's... I like that he's Because he's still got... He got Joe. booed. He got booed. And Crazy Birdie. his own... Calls him Crazy Birdie. And he... Trump got booed Hillary. at his own fucking rally. Because he said, get the vaccination. What about Lion Ted? I feel like Lion, Lion Ted was a good one. Lion, no, that, that almost sounds like a compliment. Sleepy Joe and Lion Ted. Who's calling the Zodiac Killer? Crooked Hillary. Hey, look, Ted Cruz is on your shirt. <laughs> uh, so, I can't wait till we get right. more of his ciphers cracked. Um, so, Pat Robertson is still alive, unfortunately. Fortunately. But... On August 11, 2017, one of the only good things he's done in his life, he was hospitalized after sustaining minor injuries from a fall from a horseback riding I incident. wish you fell harder and further. He was yep. fucking that uh, horse. He, had he got kicked a, in the uh, chest. He's trying he to slide his He had an embolic stroke. 
He had an embolic stroke in 2018. Uh, Do you think Pat Robertson's penis has varicose veins? Uh, on I don't think there's an inch of his body that doesn't. June 5th, 2019, Robertson... Robertson returned to host the 700 Club after a few days off after breaking three ribs after falling into a chair. He described the experience as very painful, but said, Us old guys are tough, and we try to stay there and keep going. And he then thanked the viewers for their prayers. Us old guys are tough. His name is made of balsa wood. Us old guys are tough. That's why falling into a chair, something that is padded by nature... Uh, falling into one of these broke three of my ribs. What kind of fancy ass world are you living in, where every chair is padded? Uh, oh. minimum wage. Oh, also fun fact I forgot to put in: uh, Robertson was a fundraiser fundraiser for the Nicaraguan Contras. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Just like barefaced, like yeah, this is for these fucks. It's because the fucking Sandinistas had like some leftist ideology. But for those of you who don't know, the Contras were Nicaraguan death squads that would literally roll into a village and, like, cut off a family, like, an entire family of people, kids and, like, mothers and grandparents included, put them on the table in front of them as, like, a joke and, like, set the table so that, like, when the one or two people who weren't home came home, they would be horrified. Like, literally, imagine gangs of, like, real-life serial killers roaming the Nicaraguan countryside just looking for opportunities to do mayhem like unambiguously evil like these are people yeah. like there is nothing good they ever did there is no but actuallys about the Nicaraguan Contras they are evil people and Pat Robertson helped make their dreams come true yep oh he's also really against a two-state solution um, of course but... all these guys they love Israel because they want to Israel. No, to... he doesn't love Israel. He doesn't like either of no, them. No, no. He th- because because it's here's the, the thing land. is because he said he said when Jesus comes back, when Jesus descends from from the heavens, like like what I expect to happen if I do go to heaven, because Robert Plant is going to descend while while singing "Stairway to Heaven" to me as I'm as I'm going up, and when Jesus comes down, much like that, same thing, he's going to come down in Jerusalem, right? And he's yeah. convinced. He is convinced the Jews are going to kill him again, or the Muslims are going to kill him. So the thing everybody gets a turn. So Christian Zionism. That, he wants. He he wants Israel. That's see. That's really interesting. That he immediately he thinks that immediately the Jews or Muslims are going to kill him. Because a lot of evangelicals, the whole idea, and a lot of neocons, a lot of people in the um, State Department and Defense Department, uh, who hold these same beliefs. If you Google it, you'll find it. Uh, they're just like, yeah, we love Israel because if we can keep on good terms with Israel, then when the time is right, we can go to Israel and we can kill the the red calf and then Christ will come back and then he can yeah. wipe the earth of all the non-believers and all the Jews and Muslims and Hindus, uh, everybody who doesn't believe the way we do, and then they'll be subject to a hundred years of hell on earth. Oh, yeah? Well... He also stated that Armageddon is going to be the Battle of Jerusalem when the forces of all nations come together and try to take Jerusalem away from the Jews. Jews are not going to want to give up Jerusalem. Is that I mean, he says be, that. He that's says what he like, said. The that. Jews are not going to want to give up. Well, he's right about that. Imagine that. Yeah, is, imagine is he that. aware that Armageddon is a very specific location? Yes. Okay. Is he aware that it's not in Jerusalem? Is he aware that it's not? I don't it's think in so. Syria. I don't think so. Justin. It is in yeah, Syria. Like it's, it's the plains <laughs> of Debeek very clear it spells it out the place i i just want to say it's not like most other places the names haven't changed so the bible names places and a lot of the times still named that very clear where this is supposed to happen whatever fucking the, yep. that's the problem with these people no imagination no imagination so part of the problem that's all i got for part two i guess we're doing a part we three. are doing a part three. oh yeah yeah, there's, there's got to be a third part. I love screaming about this for a fucking hour so that I can get wasted and forget that I'm alive. Oh, Man, yeah, you guys no, this thought, subject You guys thought this so was going to be fun. You thought it, this I was going to be fun. We were, just fun. Gonna, we were just going to yell about some kooky guys, but it, no, it turns out uh, Contras and dictators and yeah, genocide. Awesome. Did you guys hear what Ben Roethlisberger did? That was pretty crazy. 
It's when I told my mom we were doing televangelism as a series, she gave me the most scandalized look I've ever seen on her life. Like she wordlessly said, Well, I never and well, like if I still that's how I know we're on the right track. Just just That's how I know. Next, if she if she asks why you did it, just say Rwandan genocide. Yeah, the Rwandan genocide for one. Yeah, for Rwandan one. Genocide comma the Alright. Well, yeah, thank so. you all for tuning in. One more week to Worst in the Industry. Please give yeah. to ahead. the Pittsburgh Steelers jail fund. Shut the fuck up. So we're starting a new campaign, and it's called um, it's called uh, the seed seed casting. It's um, <laughs> you send us money Pod through Patreon.com. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast? We'd love to hear it. Give us money with the idea, and then we will take the idea and we'll pitch it to our network. And then if our network likes it. We won't tell you, and if they don't like it, we no, also no, no, no. won't tell you. We'll just send you a thank you letter in the mail, and we'll keep the money. Yeah, and then no, 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 no. We get them to do the podcast, and then they give us all the money they make from that podcast. We're turning right, a Ponzi if, because if, we, that's that's the seed. We turned selling. a Ponzi scheme into a pyramid scheme. Is what you just described. Exactly. What if each of us finds three other people to if we find podcast, at least yeah, four exactly. other podcasts that we enjoy? Okay. All right. Check us out on the socials, uh, but they will be in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, please, socials. please, please, if you have... Fuck it. Just send us anything. I don't give a shit. If you listen work to the show, just email us. Experiences. Yeah, just email, talk to Workplace us. experiences, all that stuff's cool. We just want some interaction. I miss you. Yeah. Just, just, just like scream, you scream you. at us. Like, and, you know, it, it's nice because if you email us, then I'll email you back at 2.30 in the morning drunk like you were. We do that. It's whoever yeah. whoever thinks to go on the email first is the one who responds, and invariably we're drunk, so you're welcome. You up? Yeah. You you, you, you up? What you doing? All right. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Can't believe Justin left in that extended anecdote about me jerking off in the past last time. Goodbye. <laughs>